At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Uh, Yusuf, I'm going to send you a link again. It says I can't play for my computer. Uh, there you go. You got that. And I would like for you to play that when you get it, if you could. I want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. Of course, if you mention me, you get half off your range time, which means you get twice the boom stickery or... You can head over and get some of their house ammo, which you can use on the range, which you also get a discount for mentioning me. So you save even more. It's really good stuff. Uh, the Hendrickson family has switched over to the house ammo over at Second Amendment Arms and Range. We absolutely love it. It's high-quality stuff. If you're interested in reloading, or if you do reloading, they have supplies for you. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. So Pete Judge, yesterday, remember we had the... The press conference that was going to be held by some local black leaders to say that, no, we super promise uh, Pete Buttigieg does have some people of color who actually like him because he has struggled mightily to get any African-American support nationally and especially in South Carolina. He's had a couple of people locally, especially Oliver Davis, you know, from the council say that, nope, not going to endorse the guy, not really a big fan. And uh, so he's really desperate to show everybody that he can get, you know, black votes because that's going to be critical going forward. Now, again, if he wins, if he wins the nomination in the general election, I think he'll get them. But I also think Donald Trump is going to get more than people think he's going to get just based on the surveys and the results of what the last election showed where he did get more of the black vote than traditional Republicans get. So anyway, they had this press conference yesterday at 530. It was during the show, so we couldn't obviously be there. But Sharon McBride, now she's a councilwoman. She is up there and she is trying to talk about all of this. And then this happens. Joe. Black leaders that don't have creepy suits, leather jackets, and nice. Where are these black leaders? Now, what you're what you're listening to right now is a pasty white guy from Black Lives Matter who is interrupting. All right, go ahead and cut it off. You don't even get into it. Um, <laughs> you're listening to a pasty white guy from Black Lives Matter who stole the microphone from Councilwoman Sharon McBride. There was a little old lady who had a cane who tried to hit him over the head with the cane. This all happened at this press conference yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it it doesn't matter what happens, okay? And somebody on the live stream said this earlier. I think this is a good way of phrasing it. Pete Buttigieg can't catch a break on this issue. He just can't. So now, 
to be fair, the Black Lives Matter activists, which included this pasty white guy, and here's the th- the optics of a pasty white guy snatching the microphone away from a black woman who happens to be a council member while telling everybody that these black leaders in the community are not good enough. I mean, again, he's a pasty white guy um, is really interesting. I mean, it, it makes for good theater, if nothing else. But then you got this this old older. Nah, she's not old. I mean, she's older lady. She whips up her cage because he hit him over the head. And. He steals the microphone, but they're all Bernie Bernie supporters. So the people that were there interrupting this are Bernie Sanders supporters. Bernie Sanders supporters really hate Pete Buttigieg supporters. They don't like each other. This is one of the reasons the Young Turks has taken up the anti-Buttigieg mantle, if you will, um, which is a little strange because the two of them aren't even really uh, competing for the same ideologies. But, you know, it, it's interesting. So that whole ruckus happened yesterday, kind of threw everything in in a, a mess. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is, folks. Um, but I, I don't this could be the whitest group of Black Lives Matter activists that I think I have ever seen. And I, it could be that South Bend doesn't have any black people. And maybe that's why it's just a bunch of pasty white people showing up for Black Lives Matter. I don't know. But um Obviously, I'm I'm being silly because there's a large African-American population here in South Bend. But it is what it is. Okay, so shenanigans happening yesterday at the 530 press conference to let everybody know that people who judge does, in fact, have black support and a pasty white guy and other pasty white people with Black Lives Matter signs stole the microphone from a black woman and ran around saying that these black leaders were not good enough. So. You got, uh, I, would that be called Joe white privilege for him to do that? They have a pasty white guy snatch the microphone from a black woman and say that these black leaders are not good enough to provide black support for people to judge that, that would, that would be white privilege, right? I'm pretty sure that would qualify. Huh? Interesting. So, Yeah. Even the event designed to show the nation that he can get black support ended up being a fiasco. So maybe they shouldn't have told everybody publicly that this was going to happen. I don't know. Who knows? 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. I will say it's interesting watching the comments how many people were rooting for the lady with the cane to hit the guy. That was interesting. Because um, I think that's, oh, somebody says that he's Latino, which, of course, the Democrats have told us can mean that you're white. (laughs) Um, What a day. What a day. All right. 574-2595-953. Jesse, welcome to the program. I assume you were there. Hey, Casey. How are you? I'm well. What's up? So, so actually, the guy that uh, grabbed the microphone and stuff last night, yeah. he's actually Hispanic. That's what somebody uh, said. But remember, Democrats said that uh, Latinos are really white. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. He, he was actually Hispanic. It, it was kind of crazy because, you know, those folks were like, hey, look, we're in a city-owned public building. We should have a right to speak. And so... When they kept telling them that, you know, to be quiet, they got upset. And that's when it all 
all broke loose, and the, the lady that was going to hit people with her cane, uh, you know, she made a comment more than once that she was going to go hit somebody with her cane. It was uh, it was pretty crazy. Well, I mean, I'm looking at Max Lewis, who works over at Channel 22, and I'm, I'm looking at the still shot that he captured of her <laughs> with the yeah. cane up in the air. And then you got the yeah. other lady, looks like she's doing a Nazi salute, trying to protect her head. But remember, if you ever make that, you ever make that gesture, even if you're trying to protect yourself, it's automatically racist. So there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff that was happening. Yeah, it got pretty crazy. I mean, you know, I I have to assume that that probably didn't look too good for Pete because there were several uh, uh, people of color that were there with the Black Lives Matter group as well along the back wall. The videos didn't really show the the uh, amount of people that were there. No, and, and uh, South Bend's got a diverse Black Lives Matter crowd. It's not like in other yeah. cities, so it, it's very yeah. yeah it it, <laughs> it doesn't look repeated at all. It didn't come off very well. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't know. You know, maybe they shouldn't have done it in a public space, but you know, obviously, just trying to do everything can to wreck the uh, the campaign because they are Bernie supporters. So there is that. Well, some of some of them are and. And their biggest complaint was that they they put together a plan and they presented it to the mayor, and it was basically they felt they were ignored. And, you know, they basically said, hey, look, anytime we try to speak anywhere, Mm -hmm. we get told to be quiet, and the only time they are able to speak is if they try to go to a mayor's night out and maybe get a shot at sitting down with him for two minutes. So, Uh you know, it's more or less just, People being tired of not being heard. Well, maybe they should go to the press. Have they tried going to the press and having the press actually let them say their piece and force his hand? Uh, well, unfortunately, some of our media outlets don't like to talk about that stuff either, you know, especially uh, with Pete running for president. Well, you know, they have, if they don't have my number, pass it on to them. I'll let Black Lives Matter chat on the show. Why not? I will definitely pass your number on to those folks. All right. Okay. I appreciate right. it, Jesse. Thanks, Take care, bud. Bye-bye. All right. It's, it was, you have to watch the videos, though. I mean, it was like a melee. <laughs> it's designed to show the entire country that he can get black support, and this is a melee of two sides fighting. But it is also, I think, a perfect illustration of politics in America right now. Yeah. Somebody doesn't like it, let's swing a cane at him. Let's celebrate the person swinging the cane. It's the whole... It's a whole thing. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Don't forget to watch online, youtube.com slash CaseyTheHost, twitch.tv slash CaseyTheHost, and the new Throne app. So if you go to the app store for your smartphone, look for Throne, okay? Throne, like as in a king's throne. And it has a, I think it's like a purple background with a crown on it. And you can actually watch the show on Throne, and you have your own chat room, and it's really neat. And it's a very clean interface, and people seem to prefer it over the YouTube or Twitch apps. And it seems to provide a really nice, easy way for you to watch the live stream and interact. Anyway, go check it out. Throne is is totally free in your app store. we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574 95 That is 
It's the 12 Days of Christmas on 95.3 MNC. Of course, we got great prizes you can sign up for a chance to win. Go to 953mnc.com or text the word DAYS right now to 45364. Why do I always get the hiccups when I talk about this read? Again, uh, great prizes. Let's look at the uh, the first ones here. You got prizes from Temper Grill, the Learner Theater, Michiana Family Insurance. Uh, those are a couple of the prizes you can win. Of course, there's a lot more. Go to 953mnc.com, check those out. Or, again, text the word DAYS to 45364. It is the biggest contest of the year, and this year, of course, Santa Sleigh is full of great prizes, sponsored by Parkwood Auto Spa, South Bend Chocolate Company, and, of course, 95.3 MNC. Just literally ran into this. In the People's Republic of San Francisco, where drug needles, urine, and homeless people abound, the 24 pit stops run by the city for public peeing and pooping that are open 24-7 are costing taxpayers $28.50 per flush. So these are basically like public bathrooms that they put up everywhere to try and get rid of people, you know, going to the bathroom on the sidewalk. Now, according to the San Francisco Chronicle, Public Works has estimated that keeping all 24 of the city's pit stops open around the clock would cost an extra $8.25 million a year. Staffing is the primary cost. The attendants ensure that the public bathrooms are kept safe, clean, and used for their intended purpose. Because, again, there's a needle problem in San Francisco. The Chronicle adds that the public toilet sands attendants were often used for drug activity and prostitution. Thus, the city erected, really, <laughs> the pit stops on 6th and Jesse Street south of Market, Market and Castro Streets, and whatever, who cares about all that. Uh, two attendants were present to monitor the toilets 24 hours per day, costing the city three hundred grand. Between mid-August through mid-November. Public Works logs found that the toilets were utilized 10,518 times between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. So the extra $300,000 for 10,518 after-hour uses comes to $28.52 per overnight flush. Nice. Public Works Director Mohammed Nuru who initiated the program five years ago, defended his project, stating the pit stops provide a place for people to take care of their bathroom needs with dignity, improving neighborhood livability and reducing demands on public work staff to clean up human waste from the city sidewalks, doorways, and streets. Now, keep in mind, this project is apparently five years old, and they have only recently had the major issues uh, that we're aware of, anyway, of the epidemic you could even say it's a pandemic of uh, pooping on the sidewalks and stuff like that in San Francisco. Uh, Chronicle points out that the supposed reduction in demands on public work staff is not entirely accurate, noting that in the quarter mile radius around the Tenderloin pit stop, calls went from 188 in the three months prior to the test to 176 during the three month test, which is a drop of four calls per month. Calls for cleanups in the quarter-mile radius around south of Market Pit Stop dropped to 166 from 190. That's eight fewer per month. Uh, Calls in the quarter-mile around Castro Pit Stop dropped from 68 to 61, which is less than three calls per month. So really, it hasn't reduced any calls for cleanup on uh, city staff either because you're you're basically getting, what they're saying is, you know, somebody notices somebody defecated on the ground, you're going to contact the city like, hey, there's uh, there's poo over here. you got to come clean it up. 
And those calls have only been reduced by one or two a week. That's it. So people are still going to the bathroom around these particular areas instead of going to the public toilets, which are open 24 hours a day. Supervisor Matt Haney uh, says that the uh, the project is great. We should open all of them downtown in my district 24 hours. I know that there is a need there and other locations that we should look at in, in a case-by-case basis and review the use data. <sighs> so if it costs $300,000 for these few pit stops um, that they have, and this guy wants to go ahead and he wants to open them up 24 hours through all of his district. I mean, you imagine how much that's going to cost the city, which is already cash-strapped, so it is what it is. Uh, the White House, speaking of poo, the Washington Post is catching flack. Uh, they were called tabloid trash by the White House today for a story on Trump's housekeepers. On Wednesday, the Washington Post published another hard-hitting investigative report designed to diss Donald Trump and his family by detailing the claims of illegal immigrants formerly employed by the now first family. This is an old story that goes all the way back to the primary. Remember, they do one story. If it doesn't stick, they move on to the next one. Then they move on to the next one. Eventually, they come right back around and they start over again. The Post's latest Trump disparaging piece was met with a blistering response from the White House, which called the report fabricated tabloid trash. And it was emphatically not journalism. It was important for Sandra Diaz to be invisible. The post-lengthy hit piece begins. Before entering the Trump family villa, she would tie back her hair, put on latex gloves, and step into delicate paper shoe coverings. She knew not to wear makeup or perfume that might leave the faintest trace of her presence. As Donald Trump's personal maid, Diaz was dealing with a fussy celebrity owner who presided like a monarch over the Trump National Golf Club Bedminster a long, long before he was elevated to president. For, for the record, um, all of those celebrities that oppose the border protections that the president is seeking, those celebrities don't want them because they want people like Diaz to work in their house. Just so we're crystal clear. Okay? Diaz was also an illegal alien. The Post underscores an immigrant from Costa Rica working illegally for Trump with a fake security card that she had bought for 50 bucks, which means it's entirely possible that Trump didn't know she was illegal. The Post goes on to inform its readers that over the last year, its reporters went through the efforts of speaking with 48 people who had worked illegally for the Trump Organization at 11 of its properties in Florida, New Jersey, New York, and Virginia. And why did the Post dedicate all the time and resources to speaking to nearly 50 of the illegal immigrant former employees of the Trump and his family? The Trump, uh, Trump and his family? The most obvious answer is that these now ex-Trump employees have said previously to the Post and other outlets when they spoke in articles in the Post, the New York Times, and other publications beginning last December, a year ago, it was not for money, as some of their shocked and frightened colleagues assumed, or really for politics, they said, but to highlight what they consider a glaring hypocrisy. But another reason, which becomes increasingly clear as the piece progresses, is that these former employees were able to give the Post a bunch of juicy gossip about Monarch Trump and his royal family. Mm-hmm. And again, old story, but now they're doing it for money, and that's why they're doing it. But again, the White House called it tabloid trash. But I would like to point out that they did say that they were using fake Social Security numbers, so they were lying about their identity. So you can't go after the president for hiring people who had a Social Security card, because guess what? 
it's illegal to discriminate against somebody who has a social security card, even if you assume that they are in the country illegally. I know this is a former hiring manager for a company who had to deal with it. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Got to tell you about Impress Jewelry Creations. Here's the deal. We always have that one person that we buy that really nice gift for every single year. And this holiday season, why don't you knock it out of the park by going to Impress Jewelry Creations and getting a one-of-a-kind piece from their new line of jewelry made from the best diamonds, highest quality diamonds, and rarest gemstones that you can find on the planet from some true professionals in the jewelry industry at Impress Jewelry Creations. Their customer service is top-notch. Their selection is amazing and unique. And like I said, some of these pieces you are not going to be able to get anywhere else. They're one-of-a-kind. They're only made in-house at Impress Jewelry Creations. Go to ImpressJewelers.com. You can take a look at some of the stuff that they offer there. They have things for men, for women, obviously jewelry and other items as well. Uh, guys, there's knives and pens and uh, also money clips that are available. So it's just a phenomenal place for you to go with a great experience. ImpressJewelers.com or visit them in person and let them know that I sent you, please, at 1233 University Drive. They're in City Plaza South in Granger, Indiana. They're right next to Temper Grill and C. Kramer Interiors. And when you go to Impress Jewelry Creations, once again, please let them know that I sent you. So a couple of things here. Uh, two breaking news stories. In Coral Gables, Florida, police apparently were chasing a UPS truck that might have been involved in a robbery at a jewelry store on the Miracle Mile. Uh, apparently, that chase has come to an end and there's shots fired now. And also in Minnesota, the Minnesota Army National Guard is saying that one of their helicopters is missing after taking off from an Army aviation facility in St. Cloud. So they don't know what happened, but it's a Blackhawk. They lost communication with the tower sometime this afternoon, and they don't have any details. Uh, they don't know how many people are on board. They don't know what happened. They don't know what the flight destination of the aircraft was. So now there's a search underway. And if they don't know the destination of where the aircraft was flying, that makes it seem like it maybe was stolen. Uh, we don't know for sure. And hopefully everybody is okay. Hopefully it wasn't stolen. But those are two breaking news stories that are happening right now. And again, reports of shots fired with that UPS uh, chase that was happening in Florida. But we're waiting for more details. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.